Hi, I'm Dr. Pam Peek, and welcome to episode 360 of Her, the podcast where you're going to hear the naked truth about her mind, her body, her life, and today, her very, very interesting music from a doctor. Doctor, music, together, one person, who knew? Before we start this amazing show, just know that this episode is made possible by our wonderful friends at Smarty Pants Women's Vitamins, the delicious once-a-day gummies that contain all of the essential vitamins, minerals, and omega oils customized just for women. To learn more, hop on over to smartypantsvitamins.com. And now, here's your first reminder to click on the iTunes after this episode to rate and review the show. You know why? Because I love hearing from you. That's why your feedback is that important to me. All right, it's time for Her. Her, the podcast. The naked truth about women. Her mind. Her body. Her life. It's all about Her. I have discovered an extraordinary young woman. Her name is Tara Rajendran. And I found out about her um, through Twitter when she actually direct messaged me. And uh, I learned about her amazing background. I have a large Twitter following. And I'm always uh, connecting with just extraordinary individuals, many of whom end up being guests on the show. And Tara is absolutely one of them. She is both a doctor, a musician, a public speaker, a writer, and all of this in someone who was born yesterday. Just kidding. She's young. Um, And when we do this podcast right now, I'm actually talking to Tara in India when she is in India and I'm here in the United States and she has an extraordinary background. I'll never be able to give it enough due. So I'm going to first welcome you, Tara, to the Her Podcast. Absolutely. And we're finally here together um, my goodness. And I'm, I'm, I feel like, whoa, I'm right around the world here with you. Whereabouts in India are you right now? I'm in one of the southernmost states of India, which is called as Tamil Nadu. And uh, yeah, it's a huge honor and privilege to connect with you virtually, Dr. Peek. I've been a huge fan of your work, brilliant work of in, in uh, integrative medicine. And it's so inspiring and a uplifting and it's um, also inspiring young aspiring integrative medicine specialists such as me um, to work in this field more so thank you so much Um, well now let's let's get into your your amazing background I mean and thank you very much for those kind words needless to say so good heavens you are both a physician, you finish medical school, and you are also a musician, um, and you're getting, okay, so you have an MD, and then you're going to be doing some form of a specialty later on in oncology, but right now in music, you're getting a PhD in music, 
Um, you wouldn't happen to be an overachiever, would you? I'm just asking. <laughs> um, and so you'll be a double doc uh, uh, or a paradox, as we like to say. Um, and so you'll have all of that going on. When I saw what you've been doing with music and pairing that, you know, with with being a physician, I was pretty blown away. Tell us how you did that. Why did you decide to pair medicine and the and the healing um, parts of of music? Thank you um, for the question. So I was um, I was four years old when my grandmother passed away. She passed away with acute lymphoblastic leukemia, and one of my earliest memories is my mother playing music in the old school radio, big tape recorder radio, uh, and playing music in that radio for my bedridden, ailing, um, cancer-struck grandmother. And that music was so cathartic for my grandmother, in uh, particularly for her pain and kind of distracting her from the, the stress and anxiety she was having. Uh, she passed away, and in the same year, my maternal uncle and my mother put me into classical music lessons, and this is Indian classical music. Um, that was vocal, and a couple of years ago, I was put into the instrumental classical music lessons, and I play this instrument called as Saraswati Veena, or simply Veena, V-E-E-N-A, this is the national instrument of India. It's a seven-stringed plucked acoustic um, instrument. Now, cut to uh, when I was 19 years old, when I joined my medical school, uh, that was uh, purely from the passion when I you know one of as I said, one of my first memories is for in the formative years is my grandmother, um, feeling good after listening to music, but also uh, while, I mean, I literally grew, grew up in the cancer ward. So looking at the oncologists and the doctors, how they were really helpful and how they were really kind and empathetic to at that age, that was the only thing I could uh, catch up on. So, so I was so, um, you know, fascinated by this profession. So even, you know, in the beginning stage, early stages of med school, I wanted to uh, be an oncologist. And I read this book called The Emperor of All Maladies, which is uh, which won the Pulitzer Prize. It's about cancer. It's a biography of cancer. Again, so these are the factors that um, I think uh, the reason why I gravitated towards oncology and cancer care and uh, up until then, I think I was uh, I, I, even in my childhood and even in, in my medical school, I, I, I used to play music, which is uh, and my audience consisted of those who are, you know, those who come to, uh, to attend a musical concert, who are knowledgeable in you know, classical music and who are, um, I, I think, in a, an esoteric um, and audience in terms of classical music. But when I rotated through cancer wards in India, as well as during my rotations at Harvard and Stanford and Cornell as an international medical student, I wanted to explore how cancer care is in the United States as well. So during my rotations in the United States as well, what I understand is cancer patients all over the world, be it in 
India or the US or anywhere is going through plenty of psychological distress, not only that's you know roots from the diagnosis, but also from um, psychological issues like, okay, I'm uh, many people, are, I'm, you know, I have a son who's dependent on me or, you know, things like that, that kind of, you know, stresses the patient. There is plenty of you know financial burden so many many uh, reasons a multitude of reasons that cause that increase the anxiety there's a lot of distress and sleep quality is diminished and all of it then i was thinking is there anything that could help them and that is where integrative medicine and integrative oncology particularly comes in and then i thought as a musician myself why not i you know think of coming up with uh some some kind of help in terms of I mean what I can offer as music is my gift but as a physician that gives me a purpose so my music now has a purpose and I uh, during my med school years I also completed a bachelor's degree in music a master's degree in music um, and now I'm pursuing a PhD after finishing my music but this in general so, so- have you actually taken your music with this you instrument that's the one you play mostly right yes yes the vena um and so have you done this um with patients have you done this with doctors have you you know how has the medical community and patients perhaps uh benefited from this a combination of medicine and music right so music therapy is the 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 realm the frontier is known as music therapy and the american music therapy association defines music therapy as an evidence based therapy as an evidence rooted uh, therapy where the the music is 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 given to patients um or, or a clinically targeted population through via a music therapist who's board licensed. So when AMTA defines like that in the US, yes, there is a fraternity AMTA. Yes, there is there are music schools that uh, produce, you know, they, they, there are programs for music therapy. There are training courses for music therapy. And then there is a board licensing exam. And there are hundreds and thousands of music therapists in the United States. And also when we say in the definition evidence base, there is a huge evidence base why, you know, Western classical music or any kind of music is kind of helpful in maybe epilepsy or cancer care and all of it. But when it comes to um, countries such as India, uh, we do not have a music therapy or uh, association. We do not have music therapy training programs and all of it. Um, so we do not have a plentiful of randomized control trials or clinical trials on music and medicine. Now, uh, so providing music to patients at the moment as an active clinical music therapy is a little challenging in India and also anywhere in the world because the music is not uh, like not underwent a randomized control trial. So now what I aim to do is, um, first of all, in order for anything, I thought of starting with an advocacy program so that we emphasize on what I'm doing and what is music therapy, because many people, even including physicians, are not aware, even in the United States, people are not aware of um 
integrative medicine much and music uh, music therapy particular much um and many programs does, does not have a music therapy department and then they cannot direct their patients to uh, the integrative medicine department so uh, and insurance and there's so there are a multitude of challenges so i thought of starting it with an advocacy program which i started in 2019 early in march and my my primary audience consists of oncologists palliative care physicians physicians in general um healthcare um mostly from cancer care the nursing staff physician assistants and uh medical students so the audience is so targeted because oncologists and palliative care physicians if they would like to they can play music in their uh, perhaps in the clinical uh, offices or in patient halls as a passive music as passive music therapy and and they can couple with medical students in uh, randomized control trials they can start these trials and researches and that's the reason why i target these audience so i started at stanford university campus and when i returned to india i traveled across india across universities medical schools conferences so i so basically what i did is i went there and spoke about the importance of this and the importance of inculcating music did you into- actually play yeah the- yeah yeah oh, and you do all that have you yeah. done a, a tedx Yes, I um, did. Yes. I did. And and where did you do the TEDx this, um, presentation? Yes, the TEDx presentation was in one of the premier uh, medical schools of India, which is government's federal government's uh, medical school, which is called as All India Institute of Medical Science, which, which was in Bhuvaneshwar, which is in Bhuvaneshwar, um, one of the cities in India. Um, the thing is again my audience was medical school students and the professors and the physicians and what i additionally started recently um in the last two years is um i started recording music for and and then made it copyright free and then i was distributing it to uh to to the patients in the palliative care centers and cancer centers and the the reason why i do this is most of the music even if they want to listen they are not available maybe they are in youtube and th- most of the people uh, many people my, uh, there might be a fraction of people who are not digitally literate so i give out these music through small count- counselors there are ngos so our my reach uh, of my music to patients are around over i mean uh, 10000 uh patients at the moment and uh, that that i'm still doing i'm still recording music and i'm sending out to people yeah are you are you thinking about at any time doing some kind of like a clinical study of your effect you know the music that you play um the effect of that music on the healing process on patient outcomes on you know quality of life uh etc cetera, etc cetera. um and are these patients primarily cancer patients um for the first question yes i am looking forward to uh, pursuing a randomized control trial uh, for cancer patients um but at the moment with omicron and covid it's a little challenging to pursue a randomized control trial at the moment particularly with live music and second point my patients mostly are cancer patients most of them but when you give out music to counselors and ngos there are a fraction of caregivers who 
provide care for the patient that includes their family. And sometimes the patient had um, maybe long after the patient had gone, uh, had expired, the patients are still grieving and they are with uh, post-traumatic stress disorder and all of it. So basically in and around cancer. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. You know, I, I've always been an advocate of every single possible uh, uh, solution out there to be able to help people um, heal because quite frankly, um, the hospital's the last place to heal. I'm just saying, um, you know, it's loud. You can't get any sleep. There's things going around. People are poking and prodding you. And the whole thing is just a nightmare. Um, and then you're home. Sometimes you're home, you know, uh, alone a lot, um, et cetera. I've found that uh, music can be extraordinarily healing. And there's actually a lot of literature out there about, you know, how music can affect in a very beneficial way um, uh, a person's uh, sense of well-being as they are challenged with recovery um, or, you know, basically a chronic condition that they're going to have to live with one way or the other. So when I saw your work, um, and, and here you are a very, very talented musician. Um, my God, uh, is it true that the instrument you play, which is the national instrument of India, um, musical instrument is, is the hardest, uh, instrument to play. And, and if that's true, why? It is said to be. Um, it is said to be, and why? Uh, well, <laughs> I'm not too sure, but um, I think it's um, it's plucking techniques, and yeah, I think uh, I think the most important thing is plucking techniques, and yeah, I, I think that that's all I'll be able to say. I don't, I don't know how it is because I think I started playing it. Um, when I was seven years old and I've been playing ever since. So I'm not too sure, um, but it hurts. I, I think it uh, the, the fingers just hurt, but I was just thinking when, as you asked the question, but even that's the same for guitar. Um, but this instrument is really huge. Um, it's around 120 centimeters, which is around over uh, a little over four feet. Um, so, and, and heavy as well. So maybe that's making it a little uh, complex and uh, more difficult. I mean, I looked at that picture of you. I mean, it's about as big as you are. And um, I was just trying to figure out, you know, uh, what made it so difficult. I mean, clearly it's a bit cumbersome to say the least. Um, but again, going back to the whole issue of, of music, I found that many times um, I would recommend to uh, my patients um, to find some kind of music, some soothing music that really works for them. Some people like classical music, you know, they'll, you'll hear a little piano in the background or violin or cello or, or something like that. I'm kind of a harp girl myself um, there. I mean, it's just so, 
lovely and and back and forth. So when I have that in the background, that that sounds really cool. Um, some people like to have music with the voice in it too. Um, and so you do that. But uh, I just love circling back to the power of music. It's, it's very powerful. Have you ever played with someone in front of you, like a patient or someone who needed to have some help with their healing process and, and kind of watched what their reaction was? Well, I think during, I started this in early uh, 2019, uh, my advocacy series, and it will usually be a huge, I mean, it, it'll be a huge crowd. Um, uh, my audience and once when I attended um, when I was invited to speak at one of the uh, premier uh, cancer centers of India which is Tata um, Memorial Center um, we did have patients and that was actually uh, in association with the World Mental Health Day so we did have cancer patients we did have the patient uh, their family members um, so I, I have received I have uh, I have received comments from uh, patients saying how music had impacted them and how their anxiety went a little. I mean, they, they felt a little uh, calmed down because they were attending my program in the hospital because they came to the hospital for something for follow up or something. So so that calmed them down. And uh, when in obviously in 2020 COVID, uh, the advent of COVID-19 uh, and then the the entire live concert, live lectures got canceled. So we uh, I was mostly doing it again for cancer centers virtually. So um, after I played a concert again, virtually, there was this patient who said that I mean, this is on record. This is on YouTube. The patient said that she she was on. Um, yeah, she she just had a. Uh, uh, doctors visit that morning and then she was a little upset on what they saw on a follow-up scan and when she came back and it was in the evening the concert was in the evening so she listened to the concert and she said this is the highlight in my in my day because this kind of calmed me down my anxiety kind of came down because it was really cathartic and um I think listening was also kind of like a self-expression. I could feel a little, um, yeah, it's kind of, I, I, she said she felt much better than how she was in the morning. So, yeah, so you do hear things like that, sometimes from patients, sometimes from someone who had a loss. Um, and some, yeah, sometimes you will receive it. Most Sometimes you'll receive it from somebody who's lonely um, and, and all of it. So I, th I think so basically all of it is like when people are stressed out or they are anxious or psychologically uh, or psychosocial distress, when they listen to music, it kind of, they, 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 they feel they find it as cathartic. Yeah. Well, I think it's also the caregivers. So it's not just the patient because the patient needs to have caregivers, family, friends, you know, whomever. Um, you know, who really need a lot of that calming down themselves because it is an extraordinary amount of work to take care of someone um, in great need. Uh, it's also psychically painful to watch someone you care about in pain and struggling 
to be able to, you know, so I think it's a more of a holistic experience. It's going to involve both, you know, the patient, caregivers, family, friends, you know, everyone. And I think that music is so universal um, and uh, it's already been shown to be so healing um, that I, I sincerely think that this is really going to, you know, have a great role. Now, the fact that this is um, your nuance is that it's Indian. And so you come from a, a beautiful, you know, cultural uh, background with this extraordinary instrument um, that you use uh, that, again, can then become universal. There's no one, you know, I mean, the harps don't belong to one country and on and yeah, on. Absolutely. When I was, uh, interesting that you mentioned this. So when I was at Stanford, I was uh, this visiting medical student, which is almost like a final year med school student, right? So, um, so I, I was just chatting. So I like to chat in a way like once you're done with the um, window, I, I would love to talk about them. You know, what are their hobbies? And and sometimes patients do ask back like, OK, dog, I spoke so much. Like, what are your hobbies? So I said music and they're like, oh, what music? And then I said classical music. So uh, what instrument? I said this. Uh, obviously, they have no clue what that is. And then um uh, they asked me for a footage. So I showed them the video and they were like, oh my God, this is so nice. And that actually was some or the other way that kind of planted me the idea of oncology and strings, the advocacy program. So I, I, I thought, you know, music has no language. And then recently I, I wrote a commentary recently uh, suggesting the same thing that, you know, you one might need to when when you speak about evidence base, we have evidences for music on only for a particular set of music. Maybe that's like Mozart's uh, sonata and for epilepsy. So there are the 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 number of evidences that we have are on a limited number of music. So even in the U.S., there are Hispanic population. There there is I mean, even with the uh, with the advent of you know globalization and the platforms for music, the streaming platforms for music anyone listens to any kind of music so you never know what would be anyone's favorite music so the point why I mentioned is it's very important that you listen to the music that you connect with the most might not sometimes it would have some ethnical um, roots because if maybe like an Indian listen to Indian music Hispanic listen to you know Spanish music or uh, Amer you know something of that sort but the thing is with the globalization and the the fr the, the borders of music has really literally fallen down so anyone like bts the korean music everyone listens to korean bts now so the point is um you, one can never say who would connect with what kind of music so the point is we need more evidences with a larger number of musical genres so that you know for clinical music therapy active clinical music therapy we can use these the, the large repertoire of music that we have. And uh, yes, I mean, I, it's very important to, 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 uh, to listen to those music or play those instruments that you connect with the most. I, I mean, I could love harp. You know, there was this uh, friend of mine who after attending my Stanford uh, lecture, she purchased a Vina and she is a Native American. So as you said, harp doesn't belong to like one. I mean, I can 
you know anyone can you know love, connect with any kind of instrument and any kind of music so all right. yeah all right <laughs> so tara you're a physician you finished medical school in india right yeah and uh you're also getting your phd in music so you're a physician musician um who's using music um in a healing way uh especially for oncology so this is extraordinary and what an incredible gift all the way around are you interested in i mean have you produced albums or anything else coming up i know you've done a ted uh in india in india it was a ted presentation but um surely there must be you know an amazing uh album in you now well i i think i've been um releasing or maybe yeah uploading pieces on my youtube channel but but all that said i would i am actually looking forward to um to do an album collaborating with a label music label but but yeah a long way to go i mean i think i have a long uh journey to reach that um to accomplish that goal but yes i'm i'm actually uh, collaborating with a, a couple of fellow physician musicians so i did something with the piano with the classical piano recently um so we are kind of i mean a classical flute and yeah so working on so working towards that goal <laughs> all right so if you were to look into the future right you said that you are um interested in becoming an oncologist right so that's right so you're going to finish your phd in music um you know in another year or so right yeah. and then yeah. you're going to go and study oncology what do you want to do after that do you want to travel the world and <laughs> and influence do you want to do most of your work in india what do you want to do well i think i'd love to uh, pursue my internal medicine residency and oncology fellowship and also palliative care fellowship uh, which is combined palliative oncology in the united states so i'll be moving to the united states mostly in 2 years and then i think yeah it's uh, it's a little challenging to to see what would happen 10 years in the line but yeah well you know i i i think that what you have is something very golden i think it's really beautiful and uh you know I think that what you can do is really grow a movement, you know, out of this. I think there are many um people who are using music therapy um to be able to help people and maybe you could be one of those, you know, activists, voices um that can really connect a lot of these uh, people and groups together. um and push forth the need to have music um integrated into uh our solutions to be able to help patients and their families and friends cuz i put them all together as a bundle so when you come to the united states um let me know 
um, because Absolutely. I would love to get a chance to actually meet you. Um, and uh, depending upon which institution you end up at, um, you know, maybe you'll be close by and I'll have a chance to be able to, you know, uh, encourage you. The internal medicine residency, which I've done, is no walk in the park. And so um, you won't have a whole lot of time, but uh, it will be an extraordinary experience for you, to say the least. And uh, I really uh, look forward to um, all of the uh, patients, providers, families, and friends who will benefit from your concerts, from your bedside, um, you know, little, you know, mini con uh, concerts and all the rest of it. And I wholeheartedly encourage you to do research in this field, um, to be able to show how valid it is to integrate music into um, medical therapy um, as a, as a non-medicinal therapeutic. I think that that's going to be extremely powerful. Um, does that sound interesting to you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks very much for all those kind words. It's, um, I know, I, as I was mentioning in the beginning, I've been looking forward to this program. And also I have been a huge fan. I have seen your work. I have I've admired your work all, all over the years. So thank you so much for these kind words. It means so much uh, coming from you. Um, yes, with the research, definitely. I mean, we almost wrapped up a randomized control trial where, I mean, I was doing it in collaboration with my med school. So yes, definitely more research, more support. I think, yeah, it's it's incredibly important in this uh, frontier because it's still growing. There are still plentiful of fallacies that's around it, challenges in terms of um, lack of reach. And uh, yes, it's it's a growing field. There are there, there lots to do. Uh, have you had, things to do. Have you had naysayers saying, you know, this is not necessary. Let's just give them some pills and potions and patches and um, call it a day. Have you had people who say, yeah, you know, I don't believe that this is going to be that important? Uh, well, I, I don't think uh, so. But we did have people who thought either uh, this way, where like, Med music or integrative medicine, any of it, acupuncture, aromatherapy, that can cure um, a, a disease, an illness, it could, even if it is cancer. That is sometimes, even when I was doing my lecture conscious, there were plenty of people who wrote in the tabloids and newspapers that, okay, she said this integrative medicine therapies can cure something, which is, we, we do not have evidence for any of those things. And uh, we are... Uh, so we all we know is as an adjunct music will reduce anxiety, will definitely reduce pain and uh, sleep, improve sleep quality and all of it. We do have evidences for that. And when it comes to uh, stroke rehabilitation or neurologic rehabilitation, it is going to help with the motor function and the speech therapy and all of it. But absolutely curing something single-handedly it's something we don't have evidences for so that fallacies is one part and uh, second part is even when you do these advocacy programs we don't have a lot of movement or 
any kind of propulsion that's happening in the field because in terms of research, I think there is a amount of disinterest or maybe lack of motivation um, uh, happening. So these two things are something I have noticed. And thirdly, the um, I mean, this is it. This, these two uh, things are for the countries that does not have a music therapy program and all of it. But in the United States, I think what I've seen is many. We do have many institutions that have a very good integrative medicine department. They have programs, be it music therapy, be it any other um, uh, any other um, um, integrative care service. But um, in the other kind of institutions, which they or hospitals where they do not have uh, these facilities, it's like doc, even the physicians are unaware of it. So they do not uh, suggest slash recommend it to the patient. And hence, so it's, it's like the existing things, even for the music therapy even if you are uh, in a city like not even uh, like if they don't have a music therapy uh, institution in the hospital music therapists uh, board certified music therapists can come to your home or a nearby location and can provide the service because in amta has their website they have a uh, they have a database of music therapists. You can reach out to them and ask for if there is anyone nearby. So the thing is, it's it's like um, again advocacy and the, you know uh, the lack of reach. It's like it's not reaching to people. Uh, I think that's one thing, and also again the issues of uh, insurance coverage and all of that. So I think that's a more much more complex and nuanced than layered uh, issue, but. Anyway, so the, the, I mean, I think every country, every infrastructure has their own, uh, you know, um, pros and cons. So, so that's that. Yeah, it's it's a long story, long well, way to go. Well, let, thank you. And and you know, as we're wrapping this up, um, I'm just curious about something. You know, when I was coming through um, my own training, uh, there was no integrative medicine. You practice medicine in the traditional way um, that Western medicine is practiced. Uh, flash forward, um, while I was at the National Institutes of Health, we gave birth to um, this whole issue of integrative medicine, um, which is, you know, really defined as looking at the mind, body, spirit as a whole, um, rather than just treating a disease and kind of disregarding the fact that there's a human being attached to the disease. Um, and that a person is not their disease, that a person is a person, and to really cultivate compassion um, and uh, appreciate uh, and respect humanity. Uh, so I've always felt that, and so I became one of the first integrative medicine uh, physicians, and I really, you know, this has obviously spawned other movements like lifestyle medicine, the rest of it, but I kind of like integrative um, because it really kind of speaks to it. Why did you, you know, single out integrative medicine as something that you wanted to practice? I think for, for all the about reasons that I have mentioned, because I think, and for firstly, it's uh, music is a gift. Uh, and I'm so, I wanted to, so again, you know, before coming to med school, I was playing out to these audiences who are esoteric, who who are knowledgeable in music and who would after a concert come up to you that, oh, grammatically that note was a wrong note or something. 
uh, but I was thinking when I came to medicine and I started rotating in in the US and in India, I I kind of saw the patients, the cancer patients who are afflicted with lots of stress and all of it. So we know um, we do have uh, plenty of trials, chemotherapy. Um, there is, there are, I mean, I think I think that way in uh, in that way in cancer care and treatment and management, we we are progressing in we are light years ahead of how we were a decade ago, decades ago. So we are progressing that way. But I was just thinking if I could use my music, which is my gift in, into helping others, uh, it, I think my gift is gets much more meaning and purpose. Um, and that is one thing. And also, you know, as I said, obviously music at the moment, we don't know. Um, it, it's only an adjunct um uh, to reduce and sleep uh, to enhance the re- uh, sleep quality reduce stress and all of it so i was just thinking while we provide them chemotherapy i have seen like while a patient is in like receiving the chemotherapy if they could have a live musician playing music or stanford has i think stanford uh, atrium they have a big hall where patients come in and there is a live music or even they can have recorded music they can listen to music in their rooms and all of it so that will be so wonderful i think these are these might seem like a, a, a very small step, but that might have that might be really impactful in somebody's life and somebody's mental health. And that really. and that becomes integral um, to the entire integrative medical experience Absolutely. for both provider, yeah. patient, as and well as. And for the physician, because I think with COVID, we are there is a huge spotlight on healthcare infrastructure at the moment. So now we are like, okay, physician suicides are increasing. It was there before. There was a Lancet article where they said physician burnouts and suicides are reaching an epidemic level in each or you know in every continent in every country. But then with the COVID, with the spotlight that he we received media attention, now it's kind of amplified that oh my God, physicians are we are burned out all. All the time i think we have a, a preposterous physician to uh, population ratio i think the number of physicians are small small and the load of um, work load is enormous so even if you play music um, passively across the hospital it is going to help physicians you never oh, there's know. no question about it and yeah. i think that Having anything like that would certainly help us neutralize some of the, you know, really uh, harsh realities of being in a hospital. But, you know, just the harsh reality of having a specific medical condition. Well, now I, I know that our wonderful listeners in the Her podcast would love to know how to be able to listen to your music and to be able to learn more about you. Um, do you have a website? Do you have what kind of social media? I am practically there on every social media, Facebook, Instagram, everywhere. And my name, it's its just simple. My handle's name is my own name, which is T-A-R-A, Tara space Rajendran, which is R-A-J-E-N-D-R-A-N. Uh, and I have a website, which is www.tararajendran.com. Uh, so 
yeah, I have uploaded my music and my all the advocacy lecture concert programs, their footage on my website and as well as on YouTube channels. That's fantastic. So I want to make sure that all of you out there on the Her Podcast land get a chance to be able to listen to Tara's beautiful music, which I have, and um, really look at the possibilities here. And isn't it wonderful to have a young physician um, who is also a musician um, pairing these two to be able to help people um, in a in in a field of healing arts, um, truly healing arts. I think it's just fabulous. All I can say, um, Tara, is good luck with all of your work. Once you come to the United States, reach out to me. You know where to find me. Um, and, and seriously, we thank you so much for being on the Her Podcast today. It's an honor. Thanks so much for the opportunity. Awesome. And everyone run on over to iTunes, rate and review the show, because I want to hear from you and your feedback. Why? Because I'm Dr. Pam Peek, host of the Herb Podcast. Please follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Pam Peek MD or Facebook at Dr. Pam Peek. Remember to catch every single episode of the Herb Podcast on iTunes, Radio MD, or all of the major platforms. Thanks for listening today. Please stay safe and stay well.